Coot. Coot right through. Got a pass on to Brass, and Brass is it for the try. Oh, so easy. Nettie to Flannery. Flannery to Rickardson. Rickardson to Fletcher. Fletcher puts the arm up, and he goes over. Fletcher scores. Now it's one-way traffic. Williams has got the ball. Gets it on to Maloney. Sets himself. Kicks for Tupo. Tupo and Williams. Tupo! Roosters fans, Saturday night started with a real highlight, a real treat for our fans, our women's NRL grand final side, taking a lap of honour and then heading up on the captain's club to be interviewed by our own Silky and Bells. Well, what a night it turned out to be. And then the big game. Well, an absolute cracking game where the scoreline flattered the Penrith Panthers, but they are a formidable force. Our boys putting in a great effort. And for any of those Roosters fans that bought their tag watch in Thailand, you'd be happy because if it stopped in 30 minutes, well, they wanted that nil all. But then a couple of defensive lapses and Panthers are up to a 24-0 lead. Two late tries to our mighty Roosters and they left the field with pride but not with the victory. Silky Bells, welcome to Roosters Radio this week on the Sharks. Lots to like. Our captain, James Teddy Tedesco, will be on as our special guest today and a real treat for you two. Last Saturday night in the Captain's Club, we had our board of directors there. Anything else? Silky and Bells, how'd you see it? Yes, it was a great night on Saturday night at the SCG in the Captain's Club. Unfortunately, we didn't get the win, but we did honour the women's team. They did a lap of honour at the game before the kickoff of the boys, and then they enjoyed themselves up in the Captain's Club, and they were there with the board of directors, uh, a lot of the coaching staff, and there was over 300 people in the room. So it was just a fantastic atmosphere and an evening for the girls to celebrate their grand final win. Well, Bells, before we throw to Silky, I'm going to ask you, I mean, you are such a proud woman of league. You're a mother of rugby league. You're the wife of a former NRL player who played at the Roosters. You're the daughter of a former NRL player who played at the Roosters. So not much more pedigree. You played at the Roosters yourself. And we used to joke, and I, I flatter you and often embarrass you on this very podcast about you would have been playing 5-8 for Australia. And ironically, 20 years after we used to have that joke, it's happened. How proud were you to stand in a room full of amazing athletic women that have achieved such a great milestone for our club, just from a female perspective? I was very proud, Bush. It was it was outstanding. And just to see the girls celebrating and how happy they were was, was just a sight to see. It was fantastic. I was actually honoured on the night myself because Tasha Gale was in the room and I got to interview her just before... Uh, the game, and she was outstanding. She was very funny. Um, there were some great questions there we got to ask her, but another one of my favourite questions that I got to ask her was, how proud are you of this moment and the women's mm. game? And it was like she teared up when she was talking about it. Uh, you know, she used to have to pay to play for Australia. Like yep. she used to have to pay 
to go and represent her country and state and play the game that we love today. And now she gets to sit back and she gets to see what this game has done for women. And she gets to see them, you know, go out there and, and they do bash each other. Let's let's not pretend that they're, they're fiery, but it's just they're entertaining and it's just a very proud moment. Well, Silky, I'll draw to you now. I remember you talked about your distinguished career on the Wolves and one of the sayings that I love that you taught me, um, and I think Tasha Gale could uh, really, really be apt with this saying is, you know, they, the, the current women might drink the water, but she dug the well and she certainly did. What do you think? Yeah, it was. It was really great for me also to celebrate the, the victory of our women and have a chat with Tasha Gale. And as Bill rightfully said, one of the great stories she shared with us was how she used to walk into pubs selling raffle tickets uh, and to up the price of the raffle ticket, she'd tackle blokes in the pub. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, it was a really great way to, to start the evening. And then, of course, we had the football, which we'll, we'll probably talk about. Absolutely. Well, let's hop in. Bells, you're watching the game the other night and, and there was lots of positive. Silky, uh, you know, you're very tough in our roosters. You're a tough judge. And I love that. I mean, you trudged the sideline that many times as a kid. So, you know, you're right close to the action. So you're well within your rights. But you're actually pretty proud of the performance. I definitely was. Look, I sat next to Bells, of course. But just watching the game, it was a real arm wrestle up for that first 30 minutes. I will say this. Just... Comparing the two teams, Penrith looked a lot bigger. They're just a they're big one through 17 across the park. But our performance up until that first try, I, I couldn't fold it. Our kicking game was strong. Our defense was strong. It was a real arm wrestle. Albeit Penrith started to win the field position and their ability to build pressure. We had to keep doing dropouts. And I remember this happened to us last year as well. But the, the ability of Penrith just to tighten the screws, you knew eventually they were going to crack the boys. But mm. look, I thought they, they really held themselves to account. I agree, boys. They are a class side. Uh, you know, they they really gel well. They click together. There are a lot of young players that have come up together through the junior system there. And they just, they seem to know where one's going to be running certain holes and whatnot. But our boys, that first 30 was, it was a great game and it was really smart football, I thought. Um, there was a kick for touch and they reset and I just thought it was smart football. And Boys, our completion rate was really good on Saturday night. Uh, at half time, we were 88%, and then we ended the game at 80%. So that's an improvement. We're just getting better every week on that. So one thing you marveled at is uh, two late tries to the Roosters restored a bit of pride and, and showed, as you said, uh, you know, the scoreline did flatter Penrith a little bit and was an indication of the effort. But Teddy's try to fall over and, and catch the ball, I mean, you were marveling. It was. It was remarkable. It, it happened pretty much underneath us. So... Luke Keary goes up a short side. He takes the ball to the line. Teddy zooming up on the inside. He actually slips over mm. and Luke passes the ball. So Teddy catches the ball whilst he's on the ground, then gets up, then carries two players across the try line. It was uh, it was quite remarkable. Yeah, Silky, I just wanted to mention too, you just said Keary took it to the line. I thought that was fantastic because I haven't seen him do that the last few games and he took it right into the line and then it, it just makes things happen when he does that. I'm starting to see him do it more and more, to be honest, Bells. I think it's something, I think it's just coming with confidence and playing with Sammy Walker. I, I, I particularly have witnessed it. I think our first try against Parramatta was the same thing. And I think Robbo touched on it at the press conference, just in a continual improvement. We'll, we'll ask Teddy about it tonight, as a matter of fact, as, as our guest. But I'm just starting to see little improvements across the, the pairings of the six and the seven. Add Teddy in, and we're starting to see things happen. But to your point, I, I do agree. It was a great play by Keary, and it was good to see him rewarded with Teddy's try. Yeah, well, a couple of defensive lapses, uh, you know, either side of the half, you know, saw Penrith capitalise on that. And, and I suppose that's where the game went went from us. I mean, how did you see that, Bells? Yeah, that try before half time was unfortunate, but 
you know, we do pride ourselves on our D and, and as we said before, that 30 minutes was great football. Natty Butcher topped the tackle count again this week. So he's, uh, he's been consistently doing that. And of course, Teddy topped the run meters again this week with over 200 meters. So yeah, they had a really good game, the boys, and I thought they dug deep. And also we had a debut on Saturday night, Terrell May. What were your thoughts on that, Silky? Well, his first run off the bench was dynamite. He went straight through the middle. He poked his nose through. Uh, and I like what I see. Obviously, playing against his brother uh, from Penrith. Look, I, I think he may force his way into the side, to be honest. I think he's uh, he's a player of the future. He's big and powerful. And uh, I think Coach Robinson would like him. And just one other point, too. They say rugby league is a game of, of inches. I mean, uh, Crichton's trying the second half when he ran you know, 98 metres or whatever it was. A couple of times during the match, you know, Penrith would kick and they'd get the bounce and we'd get repeat set and we'd put a kick up and it'd be a foot or two short of the try line where the Roosters player would actually catch the ball but then the Penrith players would surround them. Potentially there's two or three tries just gone begging there. So the scoreline did flatter them and I think there was plenty of positives that we can take into this week when we take on the Sharks. Well, to talk about that, we have got none other than our skipper, our leader, the great James Tedesco, coming right up after this. Well, Roosters fans, Silky and Bells, it's an absolute honour this week. We have got our fearless leader. I tell you what, if I could play like this man, I would be called a pinball wizard because he bounces all over the field. He just picks the ball up from inside our own 10, from outside our own 10, from outside their 10, on the halfway line. There's just nothing he can't do. He just honestly makes more yards than Burke and Wills. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely, Silky. Well said. Well, would you please welcome to Roosters Radio our divine leader, James Teddy Tedesco. Hey guys, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming on. Firstly, mate, uh, you know, congratulations on your own form. You must be really pleased as a season whole, just personally, because there's so much that's on your shoulders, you know. And 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 each week, as fans, we sit there. I know there's a lot of backslapping. We don't want to backslap you on Roosters Radio, but we want to congratulate you just on your leadership. How are you feeling? Yeah, it's been an interesting year. I guess the start was obviously didn't start how we wanted to, and there was a lot of you know talk about us sort of not reaching our potential and I think week by week we've definitely got a lot better and probably myself too probably a bit of a slow start but then sort of feel like the last month or so I've been playing some some good footy but yeah I mean we were on a we were on a good path had a good win against Parra then obviously the weekend just had a, a tough loss to parents but they're probably the uh, yeah the benchmark of the competition at the moment they're just a really good side and you know we we fought hard for the first probably 30 minutes we're in a good grind with them and then you know we just got to take our opportunities and not give them as many because if they take them, you know, that it's, as Robert said after the game, it's a game that should be, you know, 12-10, a close game with two two or three tries. But um, it's just a few defensive lapses from us. Let, let it get away from us. Teddy, I want to touch on the Penrith game shortly, but you just touched on something there, and it's about the improvement within the team over the past 10 weeks. From where we started to where we are now, how would you rate the season thus far? Yeah, we're definitely on a, on a path. I think we're, we're definitely... Heading towards our best, yeah, compared to the start, we definitely weren't at our best. We were losing games that we should have won. And I feel like the past month, yeah, we've had some good wins and our footy's been definitely improving. And, um, and we've still got a bit to go, but I feel like we're not that far off, especially showing that um, you know, the first 30 minutes would go to go on toe-to-toe and we just let it sleep a bit. And we probably don't have the mental resilience that we um, we want to have. And especially against those top teams, you gotta you got to be in the game for 80 minutes and take our opportunities. So we just... Yeah, we're not far off, but we still have a lot of improvement to do. And our combinations, you know, that were a bit slow to start the year, definitely gotten a lot better. And as a team, we are, it does feel a lot better. We just, um, you yeah, know, we're, we're still continuing to improve. So just on that improvement part, 
Robbo in the press conference talked about the players getting uncomfortable. Like as as you rightfully said, mate, it was a great contest up until that thirty minute mark. But what does Robbo actually mean when he says the players need to learn to get uncomfortable? Yeah, we talk about those those live ball periods, I guess, especially with the top sides like Penrith. They've they do it so well where they just get into a grind of um, you know completing their sets, being disciplined in defence, and then just kicking the ball back to the opposition. And they do that so well until the other team cracks, and that's that's what they did for us. So we. In years gone by, that's what we did so well, and we're just not there at the moment where we can grind it out in our long game, complete, be disciplined, um, and wait for opportunities. We're just sort of, you know, given a few errors in our own end and a few penalties out of their own end, just giving them leg-ups up the field, which is probably um, hurting us at the moment. I heard a great comment from former Rooster from the 70s, Terry Murphy, silking it at Bells and I hosted up at the club, and, you know, he talked about how much is on your shoulders and how well you're playing, and it's difficult transition when you lose the likes of the Morris Twins, Jake and Boyd, two very, very strong leaders, and, and you played yourself uh, you know, under that leadership. How's the belief with the team? It, it seems that the team is starting to slowly have real belief in each other, and, and how's that going? Yeah, I think the belief has definitely gotten stronger. I think the first probably month of footy at the start of the year, we were a bit down in confidence, and we sort of weren't sure where we were probably individually and as a team. I feel like um, you know, Robbo is sort of took a step back in terms of all the details we were getting to sort of play footy and build that, you know, awareness and instincts a bit higher because that's that's the sort of players we are. We look around our team, we have a lot of guys, um, a lot of skill, skill set. We don't want to lock them down too much. We want to let us play footy and, you know, express ourselves a bit more. And I feel like we've, we've gotten better and better in that as a team. And, you know, once we locked down that sort of long game I was talking about before, of getting ready to to go to go live and go for long, for long periods of time, once we started to do that out, our skillful players will start to take over and we'll start to see a lot more opportunities. So, yeah, it's just about finding that balance at the moment. I definitely think the confidence is there. We've talked about after the game. We're definitely with them. It's just those little areas of discipline and, um, you know, controlling the ball is what was sort of letting us down, I think. Teddy, just to touch a moment ago, you said, you know, your performance, you've been concentrating on that. And I just wanted to point out the last six games you've topped the run metres. Like it's an outstanding achievement, over 200 metres and well beyond that in the last six games. Is your burner, the little tracker on the back of your jersey, does that burn out at the end? Do you get puffed? <laughs> yeah, it's, I think that's just part of my game. I think you know, Robert sort of speaks about a lot to us, to the team of just reading a play on it, on every play, no matter sort of how tired you are or how you're feeling. And that's sort of, that's just probably my strength, being able to play no matter where we are on the field or what, what the score is, just... Uh, wanting the ball and, and and trying to create something, so yeah, that's just me and my instincts, trusting that and, and trying to take some opportunities, and especially when we need, you know, we need some plays. I want to try and get my hands on the ball as as, as much as possible, and um, I guess that's that's how the run meters come off. That there's got to be a moment there where the hands are on the heads, is there yeah. in the game, and you're just absolutely blowing. <laughs> um, I try and pick the moments where uh, yeah, I can do that without it uh, hurting the team. But I mean, especially as a fullback for me, you know, I want to be in the picture. I want to support play. Is a, is a big part of being, you know, top fullback. So, um, yeah, just picking those moments when the ball's out of play or when um, I can have a quick rest, you know, trying to make it not too visual for, for the opposition. Teddy, it's been 12 months now since you've been both captain of our club and our state. If we look back over those past 12 months, what kind of lessons have, have you learnt about how you are as a leader? Yeah, I uh, learned a lot, actually. I think when you first be captain, it sort of take a lot of, responsibility and weight on your shoulders which I don't know a few guys have said but 
Um, you don't want don't want to feel that. I feel like if I'm yeah, if I can feel that sort of weight, it sort of weighs me down a bit. And it goes away from me playing my my natural footy. So I think I've learned just to be myself and play my game. But then there's also you know the leadership of communication, talking to the ref, you know, um, saying the right things where we need to. Especially you know in tough situations when we're, when we're behind on the scoreboard, um, trying to motivate our guys to. Um, you know, get back to our footy and play our best. So yeah, it's definitely a, a balance, and it doesn't happen straight away. And I think I've I've found a good balance at the moment where I've really focused on myself to get the best out of myself. But then you know, with with the likes of Kiri and Jared as well, and us leading the team and, and getting the best out of us. Teddy, would you say your style of leadership is to actually speak with your actions? I and mean, when we've asked many of our players that have come on this year what it is like to play underneath you and everyone marvels and says, look, the thing about Teddy is he might not say much when he speaks, it's quality, but his actions speak louder than words. Is that your preference to take the ball or do something or even defence, use your actions? Naturally, I'm not really a big big talker. Like I'm pretty, you know, in the group setting as well, I'm sort of keep to myself mainly, but as a, as a leader, yeah, I like to um, say things yeah, that, that are meaning and that are from the heart, not just say things for the sake of it and, uh, try and say them at the right time, but then definitely lead by my actions as well. And I think um, you know, Boydo was probably a great example of that. He just led by his actions. And then Friendly as well, those guys. I learned so much of them, how they carry themselves on and off the field. And that's how I, yeah, try to, you know, mould the leadership of just, you know, being the guy at training who does everything right and they can follow and, and doing the same on the field. Teddy, just back to Saturday night's game. Look, if you look at the scoreboard, 32-12, it looked like we got a bit of a pacing, but I really believe that the scoreline flattered Penrith. Um, what are some of the positives we took out of that performance there the other night? Yeah, the first 30 was definitely a positive. We went toe-to-toe. They had plenty of opportunities on our line and felt like we defended really well. It's just just those one or two moments that they took advantage of. It was a few defensive lapses. And, you know, in the second half, uh, I feel like we started the half really well as well. And then, you know, they had that, we had a kick across field and they ended up scoring yeah. and making 24-0. So if we scored, you know, 18-6 there, we were really back in the game. And uh, 24-0 behind against Penrith, you know, it's a tough, tough ass to get back square. So um, I feel like the, the week before against Para, you know, they had, a, they had a great game against us. They beat Penrith the week before and we, we stuck it toe-to-toe with them and had a great game. So I really don't think we're far off. I feel like our defence is pretty consistent. We had a few laps on the weekend that was unlikely. But again, as I said, against the top teams, we, we can't be doing that. And, um, you know, our attack is, I feel like we're getting out of our own end and our midfield's really well. We probably can still sharpen up our good ball to just execute those opportunities when we get them. So the draw coming up, Teddy, this Saturday night we have the Sharks. What are you concentrating this week? You know, it's, it's up against Fitzy as well, which is an interesting one for Robbo. But what are you concentrating at training this week to take the Sharks on on Saturday night? Yeah, they've been, they've been playing some really good footy, the Sharks, and obviously Fitzy's done a great job over there and we all we all love Fitzy here. But um, yeah, they just move the ball well, I think. Cronulla, I mean, I think Nico's playing some great footy for them and uh, they're just moving the ball and their shapes, they're really good. So our defence is going to be have to be on against them and, um, you know, we'll obviously deep, dig a bit deeper into them this week, but it's going to be a similar game, than, similar to Power and Penrith where we're going to have to get in the grind and um, play that long game and, you know, I feel like we can learn a lot from last week of how we can get better and um, feeling good going into the game. We will be grinding in the next few weeks after it as well. We've got the Raiders, which they're just knocking on the door for the top eight, um, and then we've got Storm and backing it, that up with the Eels again. In between that, there's State of Origin as well, in between the Raiders and Storm game. How much of an impact is that on you as a player 
to, you know, play for the Roosters, have your best and then go and give your absolute best performance for State of Origin and then come back and play these other, you know, you've got the Storm after that, which is second on the ladder. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've talked about this before, Para, with this sort of six-week period where we're coming up against the top teams uh, week after week and it's a really important period for us to uh, to get to our best footy but also to get to get wins on the ball because this is going to sort of set up our season. So, and obviously Origin's in the middle of it all and that's, that's just how it is. I'm sort of sort of used to that now where Origins uh, during this part of the year. So the biggest thing for me is just getting my body right and making sure I'm doing everything, all the small things right, recovery and um, getting ready for games and making sure the body's right. And then, um, yeah, just try not to get too loaded mentally and just, you know, go out and play footy. So it is a, it is a, a tough period during this, but I feel like Robbo, we've, we've spoken about it as a team, we really want to get our best foot forward and, we had a good win against Para, Penrith, not so good, but I feel like we can get back on track this weekend with a win against Sharks. Now, Teddy, sitting to the left of me is one of the hardest workers on Roosters Radio. He actually modelled himself on you as a child and realised he preferred gelato, and you're one of the reasons he loved his footy, his fashion, and his gelato. But uh, Paddy, the producer, mate, he is he seriously still got a, a poster of you on his wall from when he was younger, so he wanted to ask a question because he is a co-host here. Paddy, fire away. G'day, Teddy. How are you, mate? Mate, how are you? Good, thank you. Hey, we were speaking about earlier the... The experience we lost in Boydie, Friendy, and the Morris Twins, but then you get the players like Sam Walker, Suwali, Baker, and uh, Butcher step in. What have they been like in the camp and the squad? Yeah, yeah, they're awesome. I mean, Sammy Walks and Suwali are just um, just freaky kids who are just so skillful and they're just out-and-out footy players. And um, they sort of come in as young kids, 17 years old, 17, 18 years old, and sort of come into first grade and, and felt really comfortable, so... They've both got really good heads on them sh- on their shoulders too. They're both, you know, really willing to learn and, and get better week in, week out. And then you've got guys like, yeah, Fletch and the Butchers um, who are just, you know, work hard at training and, and, and know what they need to do to get better and better every week. So I feel like last year was a good year for that where we bred a lot of young guys that came in, did a great job for us with when we, when we lost so many experienced players and got a lot of experience out of last. And I feel like even to this year, they're going to get better and better and, and play a big part for us um, you know, to go all the way in 2022. Yeah, and Teddy, you touch on something that's important for Roosters fans and everyone to realise you had the same uh, environment when you first come on the scene and you are at the Tigers. There was so much expectation. You have this natural ability. You can do things as does Sam Walker and Sawala that others can't. Do you have to mentor them on the type of pressure at such a young age, we look at the scrutiny they're under, look at the way the expectation is, particularly, say, Sammy Walker with, say, something like goal kicking. You know, we feel like saying, hey, guys, settle down, like, walk away, but it comes anyway. Do you have to mentor them sometimes or talk them through it? Yeah, just have little conversations, I guess. Sammy Walks uh, is a good example where everyone knows how skillful and a freaky player he is, and um, sometimes when he, he's not at his best, he can feel like he gets a bit heady, so I just sort of you know, have conversations where just get back to playing footy, don't, don't worry about all the external pressure I know I can get I mean as soon as you get in the first grade there's um everyone's going to start talking about you you're going to feel that that pressure externally but you know internally we all you know work, work for each other and we all we're all here for each other so uh, I love yeah I love having those conversations Joey Swally's got a great head on his shoulders he's only 18 but he's just um never gets a big head he'll he'll continue to ask questions and um you know what he needs to work on what what, what can he improve on and um, yeah, I love those guys. They're, 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 really, they're really first graders. They fit in really well and not, they don't have big heads on their shoulders no matter you know, if they play a good game or a bad game. They still stay pretty level-headed and yeah, that's a, it's a credit to them. Talking about heads on shoulders, he nearly took kick-outs <laughs> off on Saturday night. What about that hit? That is, that is hard to do, very hard to do. He's coming at full steam. But Suwali, so yeah, he's, he's so physically strong and 
Um, and, you know, he's only adding his always going to get bigger and stronger again. So it's going to be incredible to see, you know, how good he gets now, big and strong he gets. So it's, it's, it's awesome to have him in the team. I know he's going to keep getting better and better. Now, Teddy, we had him on the show a couple of weeks ago, but he actually said his favourite position's fullback. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> yeah. well, we all know he's, he's no chance there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he could honestly play anywhere. In the, he's like, yeah, like, like Greg Inglis sort of was at that, that age, sort of coming through, and then well, Izzy Folau, sort of guys like that who were just athletically uh, gifted and just um, out-and-out free players. So you could probably you could put him anywhere in the back line and he'd um, succeed and, and be successful Footy players, so yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting. Hopefully, maybe I can, maybe I'll move to the wing or something. <laughs> Not yet. Now, mate. Obviously, state of origin is around the corner, and uh, just looking at some of the injuries that took place there on the weekend, we lost Turbo. Obviously, Latrell uh, won't be back for for game one. Cam Murray, our own Victor Radley. Uh, have you had a chance to talk to Coach Freddie Fitler just about preparations for this year's state of origin series? Um, no, a little chat, but not really, not really about the team. I think yeah, it's going to be a Tough decision. I think obviously losing Turbo on the weekend's a big loss for us, but um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. There's probably a lot of few positions up for grabs in the centres and on the wing. So it'll be interesting um, who Freddie goes with. I mean, Toops would be a chance. Suwali, yeah. Suwali might be a chance. Who knows? So it'll be interesting to see um, what Freddie comes up with. But yeah, it sort of hurts to see. I mean, Rads was, was a massive chance as well. I would have loved to see him, um, you know, make his debut for New South Wales, but obviously bad timing. So we'll just we'll just have to see. We're always around this time. There's some crucial errors on, on, on both sides, New South Wales and Queensland. So uh, hopefully everyone can get through um, free this weekend. Yeah, well, mate, we want to thank you so much for your time. You always make yourself available for Roosters Radio, and we greatly value it. You know, we send you out uh, in our message, and, and you always come back immediately. And it's, it's, we're really thankful for that. Fans love the access. We want to wish you the best in the next you know, month where you're going to carry the weight of the state, the weight of the Roosters and the weight that Silky's put on, um, which I've been working with him. So uh, as his nutritionist, mate, I want to say thanks so much, Teddy, for your time. Please don't stop playing the way you're playing because we're heading onwards and upwards, baby. Love it. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Thanks, mate. There you have it, Roosters fans. A word from our leader, a reading from the book of Tedesco. Welcome back to Roosters Radio, guys. What a great chat with Teddy. Yeah, mate. Sum it up in two words. Love him. Oh, he he is just phenomenal. He's a great leader of the club, and we're just we're one very lucky red, white, and blue rooster club to have him at the back and being our captain is he's just awesome. He's such great form, but uh, he's great form on a podcast too. He just gives really, really good insights and honest answers, and I think the fans will really enjoy the insights. No, Bush, I couldn't agree more. Now, guys, moving on to Saturday night, 7.35 kickoff down there at Shark Park. Our boys taking on Fitzy and the Sharks. How do you see it? Well, I think it's going to be an interesting game. The Sharks are in form at the moment. They had a a great game yesterday and they came away with the win this weekend. So, yes, Robbo versus Fitzy. It's going to be an interesting one. It'll be the game of defence as well. But I think it's going to be a fantastic game out there at Shark Park on Saturday night. Give us a score prediction, Bells. So, boys, my score prediction, I haven't been doing very well this year, but uh, I believe the Roosters, 26, Sharks, 20. Well, very interesting, Bells. 
Guys, I know we don't usually do this and give the opposition a bit of rap. I want to give a rap to former first grader Brett Gillard, whose son-in-law, Lockie, could be playing against us this weekend. He made his uh, debut for the Sharks last week and scored almost a length of the field try as well. So congratulations to the Gillards and Lockie Miller for an outstanding debut. But this week, Lockie, we're cheering against you. I think it's going to be Roosters 18, Sharks 16. They've been a bogey side over the years down at Sharp Oh, Park. haven't they ever. And it's going to be a tight game, I think, Bells. So uh, for me, Silky, 18-16 Roosters. Yeah, look, it's going to be a tough game. One of the matchups I'm really looking forward to is uh, the wingers. So we've got Toops and Suwali, obviously, uh, up against Ronaldo Mulitano. All three of them tall. All three of them got plenty of tries in them. Uh, so a real matchup on the wings there. And then the other mouth-watering matchup is... Uh, the outside centres, Talakai versus Joey Manu. So whether they match up on the same side of the field, uh, I think that's a mouth-watering matchup too. But look, I think you're both right. I think uh, I think defence is going to win this one. Saturday night down there, it's, it's meant to rain in Sydney all week, so it's probably going to be slippery. I'm going to say a little bit tighter. I'm going to say Roosters 14, Sharks 12. Well, speaking of mouthwatering, Silky, I've just looked at my clock and it's actually lunchtime. I'm going to head down to the Clove Valley Hotel for a Renato Mulitano special, <laughs> which is actually the pasta of the day. <laughs> What's in it? Yeah, mate, I think it's all beef. Mussels. Yeah, all beef and some mussels and a nice little creamy sauce to finish. Oh, the good old Chloe Hotel, no better space to be. Well, speaking of the Clove Valley Hotel, guys, uh, we will be hosting down there for State of Origins 2 and 3. It was a great atmosphere down there last year. We had trivia, we had pass the ball competitions, the jugs were flowing freely, and, uh, of course, New South Wales got the cash. But, uh, yeah, stay tuned for more news on that. What a great host Megs is down there at the Cloverly, just keeping uh, you know the local community going. She supports Patty, the producer, with the uh, you know the, the turn up the talk boy. She gets the roosters down there, the rabbits. I mean, you just can't get a better venue. No, absolutely right. Well, that's it for Roosters Radio this week. A very special thank you to our captain and leader James Tedesco. And boys, as we say here on Roosters Radio, East to win. Let's grow.